0: The following podcast is brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington, Ontario. Now, we may be the only jurisdiction in the world that doesn't allow golf, but it'll be worth the wait when the course is finally open and everybody can move around safely and enjoy this great game and the great outdoors. Is that a John Candy movie? Yes. Anyway, nestled between Rattlesnake Point and Mount Nemo on the Niagara Escarpment, Crosswinds offers million-dollar views, fabulous golf, great banquet facilities, and much, much more. As soon as they get the green light from the government, Crosswinds will be ready to welcome you with open arms. In fact, I'd like to right now invite the premier himself out to Crosswinds. There's not going to be any pops after the match. not going to be any of that stuff at all. Just freedom, fresh air, social distancing, everything you need. Come on, Rob. Come on. I'll look after the group. Bring your cronies. See what you've been missing. Come to Crosswinds. Maybe that'll change his mind. It's worth a shot. Go to CrosswindsGolf.com. Dream of the day you'll be playing this outstanding golf course. We'll be golfing any day now. Now let's start the podcast. Live from Toronto, it's Hebsey on Sports, episode number 232. Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Hebsher. Welcome to our podcast. It's me and Toronto Mike. Today on the show, the Maple Leafs get the Canadiens for the first time since 1979. I covered that series. One of my early days in radio. Microphone, tape recorder, down to the dressing rooms. Get the interviews, baby. 1979. They swept us. They swept us the year before, too. We haven't won a playoff game against them since 1967 when we won the Cup. Let's go. Oh, it's not till next week? (laughs) Can't wait to renew hostilities. Meanwhile, the American NHL teams, they get to begin their postseason this weekend. So let the playoffs and the playoff pools begin. Mike, are you in a playoff pool? Not this year. Should be, baby. Should be. And the problem with that is that I think what's going to happen is a lot of them are going to be take place on Monday. Even though a bunch of games will have been played already and teams will have points and 2 nothing series leads maybe. The Canadian ones don't begin till next week, so the, the playoff pools. I, I think mine anyway is going to be like Monday. Okay, um, how about the Raptors? Hey, eh? like what a disappointing season! Not making the playoffs for the first time in eight years. Terrible season. Playing out the string. No place to call home. What's next for this team? Anybody want to lay odds that the Blue Jays make it into the postseason again this year? what a squad a sweep of atlanta has them nipping at boston's heels atop the al east and they're doing it without uh what's his name <laughs> the guy with the quad problem the center fielder we signed in free agency all will be forgotten george when you come back 100 healthy i'm just not sure there's going to be room in the lineup for you <laughs> like, on the bench. some sports media chatter as Sportsnet runs a segment that was so bad the entire twitterverse people with millions of followers gave mm. it the universal thumbs down Right, a couple of brand new shows are coming. One hosted by a white man. One hosted by a white, a black woman. Neither show can be seen on regular television. Digital only. This is the new way to distribute sports content, isn't it, Mike?
1: Absolutely. This is the future.
0: Podcasting, streaming. Put it on YouTube. Put it on the website. What do you need to wait around for a certain time to watch it on the television? That's for live sporting events. That's really what it's for now television that's why people are watching tv for live sports streaming the live sports don't get me started with the Sportsnet life coach because i'm going to kick the crap out of him too (laughs) my god um minor league baseball wants to use the home run derby to decide games that are tied after regulation hey hockey's got the shootout soccer's got the shootout why not home run hitting contest what the hell what do you think of that Golf, tennis, and the story of two horses that were disqualified in the Kentucky Derby, but still got to run in the Preakness. How's things in New Toronto there, uh,
1: Toronto? New- uh, should I call you New Toronto, Mike? Uh, <laughs> that suggests there's a like a classic Toronto Mike out there. But uh, <laughs> well,
0: is there a classic Toronto Mike? <laughs> yeah, Mike Palmatier would well, he have
1: been the classic Toronto Mike? Hey, I'd I'd be honored to be in the same category. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. He ever, hey, sure. Toronto Mike.
0: Like thinking Hollywood. He's, he's, feet, he's got his Leaf jersey on. That's right.
1: They go, hey, Toronto Mike. Remember, he named his dogs. Uh, his dog's name is uh, Borchevsky, I think, and he might have had another one named Gilmore. I think he had a couple of dogs. <laughs> uh, he's a yeah. He's a big fan. Hey, uh, I I love the fact summers arrived. Like, have you been outside doing your uh, your any bike rides or walks or anything? Oh, you always walk anyway. But like, I got out there and I, enjoyed the sunshine. Very much so.
0: I've also been. Um, you know, providing some civil disobedience by playing sports outdoors when I'm not supposed to be playing sports. (laughs) And in fact, I have a match this afternoon pickleball
1: undisclosed location, undisclosed location.
0: Absolutely. Because the last thing I need is for, you know, (laughs) the the hoods to come around the corner, (laughs) you know, we're not bothering anybody. Right. There's no homes nearby. There's nobody to complain about any noise. Not that pickleball is a noisy sport. Right. But yeah, you know i saw people across the street throwing a ball around throwing a frisbee around so i don't know what you can and can't do i know that the facilities are closed but i'm taking my
1: chances no good for you that's later today now i need yeah go ahead
0: on the way to like on my walks or whatever uh and i think i mentioned this last week i did after we went off the air i um put the cat up for adoption, you know, like Otis, I got all of his stuff together, all of it. Right. He got it all gathered up and they, you know, his new mom and dad came and picked it up. They live four doors away, but not, um, not four doors. Like if you imagine like houses right, right next to each other. So the equivalent of
1: let's say seven doors down,
0: you know what I mean? Like a few hundred feet down the okay. down the block.
1: I, got, I can imagine this, yes. Not
0: right next door, not two doors, but a few hundred feet down. But for a okay. cat, that's not much. Right. So anyway, that's where Otis lives now. And, and for the first few days after he was gone, I was like, oh, I wonder how things are going with Otis. And I said, no, 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 come on. You got to detach yourself from this cat. And uh, about five days, six days go by. I haven't seen the cat. He hasn't come by. I intentionally louvered the Venetian blinds so that he couldn't look inside and see. But well, I mean you, I could see out and whatever, but he couldn't see inside. So that, that that would discourage him from coming around the window that he may maybe used to come around sure. when he came in, right? And so about five days goes by. I think and I've always when I leave my house, I always I always walk right or I go straight. I never go to the left. That's Otis's direction. I want to give him his space. But I decided one day, you know, I wonder how Otis is doing. So I go walking up, and of course, halfway up the sidewalk, I see him on the porch. Of his new house, so what do I do? You know, okay, so I come a little closer. So I'm maybe 20 feet from where he is. I'm on the sidewalk, and he see he's looking right at me. He knows it's me, and I, I'm gonna look at him, and we have a little stare off. And I go like this. He just kind of perks up, and he goes, "Meow, oh, but he doesn't get up to come towards me or anything like that. He's still like lying there, right? So like I got it. I can't. I can't think- do this all the time to myself. He's not going to come back. Yeah, he recognized me, but he's not coming over or anything like that. He didn't see the error in his ways.
1: I think he, has the, a, uh, cat. the next piece of nonfiction you write should be the story of you and Otis. Yeah. I so anyway, he's story. a neighbor <laughs>
0: and we're cordial, but there's no going back.
1: No, you can't go home again. Now, before you, I want to hear about this, uh, is it uh, this Joe, uh, Joe from oh Italy, but before so you do that, I just, just a real quick uh, fun fact for you, which is that you called our premier Rob in the introduction. Oh, geez. Did I? Yeah. The other drug dealer, Doug,
0: <laughs> Damn. you know, my, uh, I, uh, my cousin used to buy hash from these guys. But, but can I, to be specific, I know you're, exactly you're, where but I know he was the location, buying hash everywhere
1: where they used to do their business, everything. But it was Randy and Doug, right, that were dealing the hash. Like, I don't think Rob dealt the hash. No, Rob wasn't. Right. Randy Rob and Doug wasn't. were doing that. Yeah. Rob was doing other stuff. In a Yeah, court. they
0: were hash dealers and they had For and sure. they had good hash. Like, oh. I mean, they were known outside of their own hood. You know, they could lay their hands on some really good gold stamp schmear. Okay. You know, okay. Nepalese and uh with you know with
1: opium running through it. I'm telling talking about and, some some good shit. Man. This is that's that mall kind of off Royal York, right? Like uh Yeah. Yeah, I know I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's another place off Scarlet Road. Yeah. that they uh, anyway. That's a lot anyway, son of a bitch. If he doesn't let us play golf soon, <laughs> I'm gonna anyway. Um so I gotta tell you, so I live in Little Italy. So Little Italy, for those who don't know, Little Italy that is like Johnny Lombardi Way, the headquarters <laughs> Johnny Lombardi owned a station, uh, he's dead now, uh, Chin Radio. And Chin Radio in Toronto, with multicultural radio, any possible language that could be spoken, you had airtime on Chin. And he used to run a picnic every year, okay, with the Miss Chin Bikini contest that was on Toronto Island that was fantastic. And I'm telling you that women loved it, men loved it. It was a hoot. If you looked at it now, you go, oh, my God, I cannot believe the way women were treated. Not at all. Right. You know, I went many times went down there with, with female friends, whatever, a bunch of people. It was great. It was fun. And, and I had friends of mine who were like, you know, I think if I get in, I, I wouldn't mind entering the Miss Chin Bikini contest. We're like, yeah, go for it. It was a badge of honor. Right. Okay. So anyway, I live in Little Italy, and uh, which is around, you know, Clinton and and college. So it's between Bathurst and Ossington. hmm and in the neighborhood are these real, like these are Italian guys. They've been living here their whole life. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Joe, Frank, Dominic, you know, all these guys. Like and I watch Leafs. Sopranos. What I know the these fucks? guys. the fuck with the fucking Leafs? So whenever right. they see me, never, never. they never ask me about the Raptors. Who gives a shit about that stuff, dude? Because, you know, baseball is a slow boy. Yeah, Chris, except for Joe DiMaggio. Who, and, but the Leafs, it, it, you know, they don't know anything else. Just the Leafs and all the Italian players in the NHL, too.
1: Right. <laughs> Phil Esposito, all these guys, of course.
0: Anyway, they're such characters. It's so much fun. So I, I go walking every day and I see them, you know, sometimes they're all together having a coffee outside. Of course, there's, they're standing or leaning against the building. They're gesticulating, but it's, hey, hey, Mark. So, hey, Mark. So he sees me the other day, hey, Mark, hey, come over here. Come, come here. Come over here. Right. You know, Dominic, you know, Frank, you know, Jose, you know, Giuseppe. Hey, you know these guys. Tony over there, you know. Tell us. What the hell is going to happen with that? Are they going to beat the shit out of the Habs? What is it? What's going to happen? Like, I know. I go, well, I think, you yeah, know, yeah, in sex. Six games. Oh, Christ, I'm not going to be able to handle it crying aloud, You know, the wife's going to drive me nuts for fuck's sake. This is the worst thing. Uh, you know <laughs> such characters but it's just you know they did nothing else how's the family they don't care hey
1: beliefs what i the know hell? these guys i know these guys uh but there's i think a lot of them I, I used to work at the Galleria mall and i think a lot i think there's an equivalent in the portuguese community same thing though oh for sure <laughs> that I but said. i'm
0: just saying these particular guys
1: yeah these are the, and look, the they only Italian guys tv or they've been yeah. listening
0: for years or whatever they, they're fans but they're neighbors too it's like you know
1: they, yeah, of course, these guys. And, and they're always the homers, right? Like every year the Leafs are going to win the cup. I, I remember this, too. It didn't well, matter. Look, who, you're born and raised here. You're,
0: you know, you, and they don't know. They don't.
1: They couldn't tell you one player for the Vegas Golden Knights. Or, they, they don't
0: know, right? It's Leafs. Right. But I'm just waiting for the day. It's like,
1: <laughs>
0: who's there? Mark, And want to ask you a couple of questions. I got a couple
1: of bets to make here before.
0: You know. Should have put the money on the Leafs? You got any inside information for me?
1: Hey, did, did you give him a prediction? Like, uh, cause, cause I, I'm feeling leaves in five. Oh, just throwing it. I'm just throwing it out there. I, you guys can show I'm really wrong later, but I feel leaves in five.
0: Okay. So, uh, in honor of my, and they're listening, I explained to them what a podcast was. And I actually hooked them all up with the podcast. I said, look, I'll talk about you guys. If, and so I literally took each one of their phones and like, here you go, you're going to get an alert, you know,
1: Okay, before we get into the uh, the leaf stuff, real quick, let's just quickly say hi to to Daniel and Mike Kerr and Gary Faber and Brian yes. and Jean uh, and uh, Gordon, all uh, enjoying the show live. On I get let the, those who are missing out that you can hear this live and watch it live thir- uh, Fridays at nine twenty a.m. Eastern. We start and you go to Hebsy's uh, YouTube page. So follow that, and uh, that's where you get the alerts that we're live, and we tweet the link too. At about 9:20 yeah. a.m. every oh, Friday. I, for, so. I think I forgot to tweet. Oh, that. see, yeah, get that—that that always brings the crowd when you tweet it. So, uh, Hebsey's going to do that right now. But if you follow, yes, you should follow Hebsy, man. But also follow Toronto Mike because he doesn't forget to tweet the link. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and KM says the Leafs are going to sweep. I wanted to go with sweep, and then I thought that was like you know, give them one. Like they might take one, so I'm taking I'm going Leafs in five, but. But I will say, if by some chance the Habs and I know you're going to talk about this now, but if the Habs do upset us, I don't know. This is going to be for the Leafs' fragile the fragile mentality and psychology of the Leafs fan. That's going to be a devastating blow. That's very different than losing to the Columbus, Columbus last year in that play-in and stuff. That'll be very different. Mm, like, it'll be, think I think the it'll be Montreal devastating. Canadians
0: fans are, are, you know, have a, are a little bit uh, fragile as well.
1: But I think they know they're the underdog, So I think they've all braced themselves. To, like, I feel like we are okay. all like walking with a little swagger because we should win this series. Like every, every analyst. In well, look, we've
0: all been waiting for this, been saying it all along. Let's get Montreal again. Doesn't begin until next Thursday. That means they're playing tonight, the Leafs. So they got uh, five full days off be- before hosting the Habs. So Thursday and Saturday in Toronto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the way, someone had said, how do you spell Toronto? Right? I said, Toronto, it sounds like Toronto.
1: C-H-R-O-N-O.
0: <laughs> Toronto. Right. right. I'm from Toronto. Toronto goal. Toronto. <laughs> We're from here. It's a t- Toronto. Toronto. Right? <laughs> Toronto. Yeah.
1: Toronto. Yeah. Anyway,
0: tr- it, the first two games are here in Toronto next Thursday and Saturday. Back to Montreal. Back to back nights. The May 2-4 holiday Monday. Mm. And then the 25th. And then it could be over by then. But if not game five in Toronto on thursday the 27th game six in montreal on saturday the 29th oh my god and then game seven god forbid in toronto monday may 31st jack campbell will be your number one goalie for the leafs Carey price haven't seen him in action don't know what he's like who knows would be a big surprise if he started i think jake allen's going to get the start for montreal and- Maybe, you know, maybe Price, I don't know. Maybe they ease him back in. Maybe Allen plays great. Maybe the Habs upset the Leafs. Then what?
1: Yeah, such a then mismatch what? on paper, like from what, it, and what, I, what I've seen in the regular season. Plus, uh, yeah, don't you
0: ahead. want to see Austin Matthews in the playoffs? Like pot, like five goals. Like really, this could be his, I mean, this could be it. Two, two rounds of the playoffs, scoring like a madman, leads the NHL in scoring anyway. Mm-hmm. What are the Habs going to do? All right, let's. Let's find a way to stop Austin Matthews. Right. Come on, that's like uh, what's his name, Paul Maurice saying. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're, you know, we're not gonna let Connor McDavid beat us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Okay,
1: (laughs) if you say so. Right. Uh, So I say Leafs in six. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, Leafs in five. Put it. Put it. Write it down. Uh, Just we're too too much. You know, even if you did, I don't know, throw a blanket over uh, Matthews or something, and Martin. Like, there's enough depth on this team that Leafs are just so vastly superior to this hamster hyman
0: yeah i haven't even talked about him he's got lots of time he's easing yeah. back in a little bit of contact he's got five days he'll be out there remember what he's like he's gonna drive them crazy man he's gonna drive those montreal defensemen nuts him and felino and you know i like the way mikhayev also for checks like they just get their noses dirty I like this team all right so uh, nhl playoffs the stanley cup playoffs begin tomorrow the Caps hosting the Bruins to begin their series. Uh, then Sunday we got a bunch of games: Penguins hosting the Islanders, the Golden Knights hosting the Wild, and the Lightning heading downstate to play the Florida Panthers. Have not seen. Any, I mean, I've seen maybe a couple of yeah, games right. in in the states, but really, I don't know anybody. Even the guys on TSN and Sportsnet were saying, you know, I can't give you too much about these. I-, I haven't been watching the games. I've, you know, they're not av- either they're not available, or, or how can you watch? You know, Leafs. Habs and, or Ottawa or whatever, and keep your eye on all the American series. So it's kind of tough. Uh, and I'm finding out stuff myself. I'm not even going to make predictions on this series because right. I have I don't know enough.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm you, not sure hurricanes I, what hurricanes
0: hosting Nashville.
1: Hey, did you watch any complete games that did not involve uh, the no Canadian teams? No.
0: And you got the St. Louis Blues traveling to Denver to play the Colorado Avalanche. This year's President's Trophy winners are the. Colorado Avalanche did you know that
1: uh, I only learned it recently I hadn't I did really you know
0: the top four teams this year in the NHL top four overall Colorado lost wages <laughs> Carolina Florida leaves for fifth okay top four teams Colorado Vegas Carolina Florida
1: yeah those are all like big Well, Colorado maybe a little bit big hockey hotbeds Vegas uh, oh. Carolina Florida <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they deserve but it. But you have
0: to look at the divisions that they're playing in. Sure. There wasn't much travel this year. You have to take those things into consideration, which means trying to figure out which Canadian team could be better than an American,
1: who knows. Well, before you get to to baseball, Mike is on your uh, YouTube page and he's wondering what happens when the Canadian team has to play an American team? Like will there be fans? Will you be playing at home? Like do we have any answers here?
0: No. We have none. The fans thing is interesting, and that's a great question, Mike, is because depending on what jurisdiction the game is in, for example, a game in Washington versus a game in Florida, Florida could, uh, you know, 100% capacity. Mm-hmm. So now Florida's got this huge advantage because their fans are going wild, 100% right. capacity, and you're playing a game in uh, uh, in um, Carolina, let's say, where I don't know, where it's 20% capacity, or in, uh, in Massachusetts where it's 26% capacity. So that could be a difference. The other thing is, if let's say the Leafs or whoever the Canadian team is that gets through to the Final Four,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're, they're not going to be able to play their games in Canada. Right. And certainly not with any crowds, which means that they're going to have to have a home base in the States. Like, if I'm the Leafs, I'm going, give me Madison Square Garden. <laughs> like, the Rangers aren't going to be playing. Oh, give we'll me end Madison up in- Square, although the Knicks will be, though, won't they? <laughs> but give me an arena, or, or Philadelphia. Give me an arena where we can have our home base. And that's where we play our home game. It'll be Buffalo. The problem is you're allowing fans into the games. You can tell me leaf fans won't be leaf fans from Canada. Won't be able to go right. to Philadelphia to watch their team play. It'll only be leaf fans who live in the States. Am I right? Well, you could
1: theoretically fly. Like
0: you can fly there. Oh, That's right. Of course. You, what am I saying? Dark guy. <laughs> Look at dark guy to go. Right. I just with get. I'm f- like face painted with a maple leaf rep representing Canada. Right. For those of us who can't be there. Leaf fans. <laughs> he changed what if his the name. Habs? What if the Habs go to the final four and the Habs can't play in Quebec, right? And they got to pick a place. They say, all right. Pick a, pick a place Yeah, you know, where you want your home base to be. That's going to be your home arena for the last two rounds of the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what you'll end up having is you'll end up having the Leafs and the Jays playing in uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is going
0: on, the Vancouver Canucks have to play out the string. Remember they had COVID problems. They got like four games to go. All meaningless games. Right. So instead of the NHL compressing it or just saying screw it and starting the playoffs at the same time for everybody, they're waiting for the schedule to end. The, right. So the games have been pushed up; They're afternoon games now featuring Vancouver, one mm-hmm. against Edmonton, three against Calgary. doesn't end until next week. Right. Then they can start the Canadian oh, division. That's playoffs. the
1: delay. Okay, that explains yeah. it. I was trying to figure so, out. Which means delay. all the
0: American teams will have had two playoff games under their belt before, right. you know, the Canadian teams play their first.
1: That, anyway, that makes sense. I will say that there are a number of surprisingly uh, there's a number of Habs fans on your YouTube page and they've all they're all like sort of realists, I'd say. They all kind of have braced themselves to be kind of beaten up here by the Leafs. So they're they're ready to lose this series.
0: They don't have high expectations. No, these fans do. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz we're
1: we're a good team this year.
0: We are a good team this year. Okay, before we get to the Blue Jays, uh, Twitter has been buzzing all week long, or at least for the last couple of days. Uh, about a segment on Wednesday's Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, which had Ron McLean and David Amber seeking the advice of the Sportsnet life coach. Now, I think I've mentioned, no, I know I've mentioned on a number of occasions when this campaign started that of all the Sportsnet campaigns they've had, you know, the two guys sitting in front of their laptops, the Blue Jay fans a few years ago, like some really dumb ones. Right. This one takes the cake. Yes. The Sportsnet life coach. There's only one good one I like is where he kind of wakes up and goes, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., how long have I been sleeping? That's the only good line of this entire <laughs> campaign. And you know what I'm talking about. It's got the aquarium. He's doing the push-ups, the plant. There's so many of them. And it's just, it's a nebbish character, and it just doesn't do anything for me. It's basically a rip-off of um, uh, Captain Obvious. It's sort of a Captain Obvious character for Sportsnet.
1: Like Captain Obvious,
0: born for that suggestion. As soon as I read that, I went, "Yeah, it's smart. It's Ca- exactly right."
1: Captain Obvious meets uh, the most interesting man in the world. Maybe I'm trying to oh, think. not even. Not even. No, anyway. he was uh, clever.
0: <laughs> anyway, Mike, you've got. I sent you. There was a tweet that was sent up by one of our, one of my followers. I guess our followers that uh, encapsulated this quite well.
1: So yeah, mission. Zero eight nine is the handle on Twitter. Uh, the precipitous decline of hockey night in Canada is a story that should get more coverage. Rogers took a crown jewel and turned it into the most vanilla, uninspiring boilerplate broadcast. It's especially bad in comparison to the top broadcasts of other pro sports. What a shame.
0: Beautifully written. I want to see more of those. These, this is what I look for. On, on Twitter, something that's real—it's clever, but it's succinct. It's to the point, and it's like, yeah. And and you know, in a lot of cases, I would love to hear the person say. I mean, that's nicely crafted, mm-hmm. but to hear someone say that, like, you know, if you're on a talk show and someone says, and they were to say that exactly like that with the emotion, you're like, you know what? Absolutely right. The uh, the, the it was the Sportsnet Life Coach being introduced by Ron McLean and David Amber in a terribly scripted cringeworthy mm. segment that just uh, my skin is crawling thinking about it now or to bring in an actor play, who plays the part of the Sportsnet life coach to bring him on live right in a segment to do this little shtick between periods makes me I'm, I'm sure nick kiprios and and doug <laughs> McLean and and don cherry and everybody that was, was like what right you, you
1: got rid of us for this It's embarrassing, right? Like it's, you mentioned cringe. It's completely embarrassing. It's
0: embarrassing.
1: But Hebsey, I think the mandate at Rogers when they started this whole thing with George Strombolopoulos hosting and everything was to basically destroy anything the CBC did. Like it really seemed like we're going to rip up and tear up anything CBC and just make it Rogers. And I really don't, I don't understand. Like it seems very short sighted. Like, and then we got a lot of crap out of that. And now it's just trying to fix all the shit it stirred up over the last few years. Yeah, I, that tweet succinctly says it better than I ever could, but they took the crown jewel and they shit all over it.
0: Thank you for that. What's his name? What's the name of the handle?
1: Stand by. This is imp- I'm going to get this back. It's Mission089. Uh, Mission089. 089.
0: Mission 089. There's a follow right there. Yeah, That was great. I love finding stuff like that because it means I don't have to work as hard. Somebody else articulated it. I'm just going to give them credit and repeat it to you. But, it's beautiful. It's good and writing.
1: One more thing here is that I like to watch the games. I'm going to be watching Thursday night when the Leafs play the Habs in the first game. I'm going to be watching. So I, the only place to get to game is that damn Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. So I'll be tuning in. But it's been so long since I've watched anything that happens between periods or before the puck mm. drops. I'm literally there for the game.
0: Well, you're lucky you missed this. I felt sorry for Ron McLean. I felt sorry for David Amber. I'm sure that when they were approached with this, they both went, no, 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 because this isn't real. We're journalists. Now we have to introduce a fake Sportsnet life coach to promote and pump up Sportsnet. Sportsnet Now, that's the other thing. I I unsubscribed. I'm mm. sick of Sportsnet and I can't
1: stand them. I've unsubscribed. Mm wait you okay you've lost me
0: now Roger. So, i don't need your freaking streaming with this
1: so i missed that podcast. live but i caught it on twitter because of course uh who's yeah. who's who's who retweeted it it has the massive oh, keith old yes okay so <laughs> <laughs> he's got a million followers so, he's like what the he's like what the fuck and he's right and he, it, a lot of eyeballs who didn't catch the broadcast saw the cringe so uh, i just felt like well, secondhand embarrassed hockey
0: night in canada since 19 freaking 52 <laughs> right and this was a midweek bastardization of the show on a different network. All right, anyway. Uh, when there's nothing we can do. So, this is the part like, like there's no, nothing we can do. We're helpless. Uh, right. And there's, know. listen, there's programming on television now uh, is completely different. Example, two new sports shows debuting this week. Kayla Gray has a show called The Shift, which can only be seen if you search the tsn.ca webpage and scroll halfway down the page. Terrible website. Too.
1: Terrible show. website.
0: Yeah. Awful. And Sean McKenzie has The Show, mm. which uh, begins this Sunday, I believe, only available on YouTube. Not on not on the Sportsnet website, not on conventional television. Go to YouTube. I like this idea. I think it's great. Look, distribution is a whole different thing nowadays. It doesn't have to be on regular television. But Sean's show looks to me like it's more of a fun, because Sean, Sean McKenzie's been doing hockey for a few years now. Right. So he's developed a personality within himself as a hockey broadcaster. Right. Right. And, and he's been, uh, you know, uh, um, I I guess you'd say the younger generation of reporters in that there's a lot of involvement. Like you see Sean McKenzie, he's a runner, he's an athlete. He's, you know, more of an embedded reporter, let's say, where Mm. you can get close to athletes and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, Side reports, that type of thing. And so he's got a show called The Show. And it looks very different. So it looks more like a show that would be for men, for guys, for more hockey-oriented, kind of showing the personality of hockey broadcasters, players, that kind of thing. But how do Kayla's they decide? Show is
1: much more okay. serious. Okay. I got a couple of things to say, but I want to speak to Kayla's really quickly. Uh, is it also on, is it on YouTube that's embedded in the TSN or is it like hosted on the TSN? No. Okay. Cause, cause I'll just speak this as somebody who I feel like she's set up to fail here. You, you can't bury a digital show on the shittiest website on the planet and expect it to gain any traction. Like it seems like they've given Kayla this thoughtful, progressive show and they set it up so it simply cannot succeed. Am I crazy here? Well, I don't know. I've only watched
0: 15 minutes of the first show. The problem with, I found was you're right. First of all, finding it because I didn't see any, I mean, I I see on the ads that they're, see, they're, they're running the promos on TSN, but it just says TSN.ca as on the logo there. And you have to sort of go, Oh, it's cause you're looking, when is it debut? Like what time? And it's not three, you know, three PM on Saturday or whatever. They're not going up, they're not putting it on television because nobody would watch it because they they wouldn't put it up against the live broadcast. And you know, we're not gonna bury it at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday like you do with, you know, some of those golf shows, right? Like you know what I mean? Sure. It's buried. Like like no offense to motoring. I love the show. I watched it. I know Brad Diamond very well. Watched it for a hundred years. But motoring was always on like two o'clock on a Tuesday, repeated at four o'clock on a Thursday. Right. Repeated at nine AM on a on a Saturday.
1: Sure, because those who are looking for that are going to seek it out and make sure they're there. Like that's a uh, very niche. Right. Right.
0: Uh, Anyway, so distribution is an issue, but my, my issue was this. Okay. I found it. Like I go to tsn.ca. You know, if you go to the main page, it's all hockey stuff and everything and bar down. And and then you, you have to scroll on this this website. So literally you got to scroll a fair bit down and then, oh, there's Kayla. Okay. There's the show you click on. And the first 45 seconds are commercials that you can't get out of. Right. Right. Like it's 15, it's a 15, a 15 and a 15. So you got to sit through 45 seconds. Uh, Okay. I want to sit through. I'm not really paying that much attention to the ads. I'm kind of, can I, I can't skip through. All right. And now I'm watching the show. Okay. It's, it's, it's for women. It's about women's sports. Uh, I wasn't aware that the WNBA and the NWSL seasons both begin this Mm -hmm. weekend, which -hmm. is why they launched the show. Now it's for women's sports from what I can tell. (sighs) okay so the, i'm not in their demographic and uh, i'm looking forward to checking out uh, sean McKenzie's show on sunday it's live on youtube i may not catch it live not live you know what i mean the, the first it, it first airs on youtube sunday afternoon once once it's on i'm sure it's you can watch it anytime right
1: you know andrew ward on the youtube page just mentioned quibby you remember quibby <laughs> No, I never saw it. I don't know what. I never no saw idea. it either. But of course, I remember there were. I think Kayla might have been involved, but there was some TSN. Yeah, personas. she was. She
0: was supposed to be a morning sportscaster.
1: Well, we have you know, there's far more people watching us on YouTube right now than ever saw Quibby in this country, and it died. a, very expensive. I don't think it was that expensive for TSN, but it was expensive for the Americans who uh, put it on. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I think uh, Katzenberg was involved. There's some big names with deep pockets involved. But it, it bled money. Right. It's gone. And uh, Andrew Ward says this Kayla Gray show uh, is giving him quibby vibes. Well,
0: look, I hope not. But I mean, you're given a show. By the way, the producer of the show was Jay and Dan's producer who got fired. Uh, Brandon, uh, remember we talked about him. I can't think of his last name now. But he was the one who pitched this idea to TSN. Lost, his, uh, right? He.
1: But why not give it a real slot on the? I'm just curious how they decide what gets buried on the website and what I, I gets. Don't know. Uh, it I just seems. Know. I wonder. Okay.
0: I mean, think about it. What 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 produced shows like Off the Record's not on the air anymore on TSN. What what locally or TSN produced shows are airing on TSN? Okay, except except for Sports Center right. and the live broadcast. Yeah, and Hockey all Central show?
1: and all, uh, Hockey whatever. Yeah. There's no Tino ten- the Rettos. Oh, uh, that's thing.
0: Right. That's hockey. Yeah. Right. But no, you know what I mean? Those are, yeah. but the golf show, and that's it. There's no tennis show that they produce at TS, and there's no boxing show. There's no soccer show. There's
1: no, right? Right. Okay. Okay. It, but, but I just want to say, because it sounds like we're crapping all over Kayla, I just think, no, it, no, it, no. Like, like just, it might you, not be you your say, cup of tea because uh, you, we don't have a Toronto team in the WNBA or. Or NW. the NWS. Right, right. That's right. And so, that's
0: why yeah. I won't be watching this sure. weekend.
1: Right. So it's, like, okay. it's actually got nothing to do with gender. It's got to do with the fact we don't have a home team to root for here or whatever, um, more or anything. But right. the lack of interest means that we might not be for us. But it, I do. it is something like positive that TSN actually is producing this show. Because this is, uh, it's a good idea to have this show. I have a couple of yes. daughters, and it's I like the idea that Kayla Gray is hosting a show like this. It doesn't mean I will necessarily seek it out on TSN.ca, but I still right. you're give not them part kudos. Of the right, kudos I mean, to TSN it's a bonus for doing it. You're watching it. it. I just hope they don't set it up to fail because if it, it should have an opportunity to succeed.
0: Well, my only concern is, yeah, like you say, you're talking about two leagues of which. There are no there's no Canadian content. There may be some players. Obviously, there are players in the WNBA. Kia nurse, one of those big stars. Right. But the league itself, I doubt very seriously, you could go around, and anybody would know any of the players or teams or, or any history of the league, the WNBA, and the and the NWSL. So to me, it's a pretty narrow focus there. But anyway, let's see what happens. It's only the first sure, show. Sure. Uh, how about those Blue Jays? Sure. To quote Fergie Oliver? A clean sweep of Atlanta, thanks to a, a run in the eighth to tie it, and four more in the ninth to smash it open. 8-4 win over Atlanta. Sweep, 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 sweep. I love the way this team doesn't quit, Mike. They looked dead in the very first inning. Ross Stripling got himself into a pickle. Immediately, people were saying, DFA this guy. <laughs> you know, this is what happens in the middle of the first inning. Oh, God, he's another 10 Roark. Take it easy. Relax. Gave up a couple runs in the first, and then he settled down. Mm. He settled right down and the Jays fought back to take the lead. And then they lost the lead when Tim Meza gave up a two run homer to Dansby Swanson in the sixth greatest name in baseball.
1: Dansby Swanson <laughs> from Coe college. Yeah. Should be playing like uh, polo. polo. Polo with the Prince William or something. Right. <laughs> um, but no problem. We're
0: down to run. Late inning, thunder once again from the Blue Jays. Kevin Biggio doubles home the tying run in the eighth, and then boom, boom, out go the lights for the Braves. Bo Bichette with a two-run double in the ninth. Biggio with another RBI double. Two doubles and two walks for Biggio on the night. And by the way, one of the nicest plays he made, didn't even get credit for it, He, 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 he threw out Ronald Acuna Jr. at first base. Now, Acuna Jr. was called safe initially, but on the replay, they showed that he had uh, missed the bag and and uh, and tripped and looked like he hurt himself really badly. He, he came off the field eventually, but it, like it looked like, oh, shit, I broke his ankle or something like that. It looked bad. And then the inning was over on the appeal because they went, you know, immediately the Jays went to the video and and uh, was overturned. And that was the third out of the inning. I'm going, well, that was a hell of a play by Kevin Biggio to get him then, wasn't it? because he had to come in, and Acuna can run, and it was a like a bang-bang play. Right. So I thought, damn, Biggio played a hell of a game. Two walks, two doubles, uh, hell of a throw to get Acuna there, and people were shitting all over him five days ago.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: That's <laughs> all over him. Um, bo- uh, What did I say? Bojo. Oh, yeah, uh, Gurriel with a sack fly. Teoscar has been just hitting the cover off the ball. Vladdy is killing it, and he's playing great defense. Jordan Romano closing it out in the ninth inning. And the Jays just one and a half back of the Red Sox, and Mike even in the loss column, even we're twenty and sixteen; they're twenty three and sixteen. Tonight, Jays begin a series with the Phillies in Philadelphia. Uh, the Phillies second in the National League East, one and a half back of the Mets. Tonight, Southpaw Stephen Matz, who I'm worried about. Mm. I think you know the first three starts were. I think he surprised some people. I'm, a, I'm concerned about this dude, right? Don't his temperament. He... So tonight's a big test for him. He needs to get back on the rails. We got to get at least five s- strong innings out of this guy. Like no more than three runs given up. And stop it with giving up the home runs, okay? <laughs> his opponent on the mound is Vince Velasquez, a hard-throwing right-hander for the Phils. And this team is about as much fun to watch as as the Leafs young say you know what I mean there's Matthews there's Marner hey there's Vladdy there's Bo you know what I'm saying I can see all these guys hanging out together one day at a club in Toronto right rooftop patio or whatever and here we got all these young superstars and we'll include the Raptors players as well and TFC players everybody under 30 that's going to be part of a championship you know wouldn't that be a great party
1: yeah, I can't wait till you we can have Vladdy any like at this point. Up to
0: Austin Matthews, going, You're not so good, man.
1: I was going to say, at this point, any party would be a good party. It's It's been a while. It's been a while. You're
0: right. I'm just thinking <laughs> of a young uh, athlete representing Toronto.
1: No, this is a good time to be a Toronto sports fan. I mean, we just came off the Raptors championship. And like you said, this Jays team and this Leafs team, both exciting to watch. Uh, so good times. Yeah.
0: Doesn't Vladdy look like a Gold Glove first baseman? Like I had said, I think on our last episode, I said, look, he needs a lot of reps, but he's got the potential because he, he's got a nice touch. If you played third base, you do have you have some ability. It was the throw a lot of times, uh, you know. But but to hit, but at, at the hot corner to grab a, a hot grounder, and then worry about your throw across the diamond. It's so much easier for Vladdy. He doesn't have to worry about the throw. He right. just has to worry about fielding the ball and hitting, not about throwing. Don't worry about the throw, Vladdy. <laughs> and so think about that, Mike. If you're if you're the type of person that, you know, you want to everything's got to be exactly right. And someone says, no, you this, you don't have to worry about this facet ever again. Right. Never again do you have to worry about making that throw, about fielding the ball and then getting up, planning your feet, throw it. Never. Just hit it and catch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it. uh, it's been fun. Somebody, met, Gary mentioned on your YouTube that I guess you saw that he was imitating the pitcher. Uh, oh, I like love He's that. got a good kind of sense of fun. They're having it was so good. much
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. And they all hang out at the one end of the dugout together. I can only imagine what they're saying. Goofy. And also, like every day, somebody's getting water poured on them during the post game interview. <laughs> hey, Sinclair I'm sure Russell. Hazel May is like, I'm so happy I'm not down there. Although like, right. know, like lo- sure like oh, she loved it because she it.
1: sold a lot of dresses, I think, through that whole thing. Because that was her little line of dresses she'd be wearing. And uh, I think she did quite well having that exposure. Oh, yeah. those, so I think yeah, she those liked dresses it.
0: Dresses are very popular.
1: <laughs> Sinclair Russell says, What did you think about the relaxed comment after the game yesterday? I'm it, sorry, which one? I don't know, relaxed in quotes. I was hoping you'd know exactly what it meant, but because uh, I'm not 100% sure, but he says, what did what did you think about... Oh, Bo, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette made a relaxed comment after the game yesterday. Maybe uh, we'll need... Maybe I'll ask uh, Sinclair I to, need a little more to give us PT. more, give us more, Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Russell. I,
0: I'll tell you who should be really <laughs> relaxed is this guy, Alec Manoa, yes. pitching for AAA Buffalo Trenton. And already, I mean, the guy's got like seven innings of what's he got? Six 12 innings in triple A. Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Cause he's just been lights out. And I always said, if you're dominating at one level, mm-hmm. uh and and there's nothing more for you to prove, get up to the next level. Now it's only been two games, but he has been lights out two games. Like they can't touch this guy. So how long do you go before you bring him up and put him in the rotation? Do are you setting him up to fail or Here's what I think. I think you need this guy to pitch for a while and run into a problem. Maybe lose a game, maybe get lit up for a home run, which is going to happen in his career, guaranteed. So let him fight back from some adversity in A before you bring him up. And then the first adversity he has to suffer is at the major league level where there's a lot more pressure. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think I think there's also something to be said about like don't waste your bullets in the minors. Like, uh, you got—I don't know—you only have so many bullets in the chamber, so use them in the big leagues. Okay. So let's say they give him two more starts, and he's complete. Like he's lights
0: out. He—they can't tip this guy. He's throwing shutouts, BBs, ERA of zero or one. Okay, two more starts. So that's four starts and four lights out starts. You bring him up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see him. Fa- Look, I, I don't know how long I'd go. And I think if the Jays were desperate for starting pitching, I mean, desperate to stay in the race, I think the way things are going now, they may be able to take some time and say, hey, you know what? Nate Pearson, you develop Alec Manoa, develop. It's, it's May the 14th. You're a game and a half. You're even in the loss column. Unless your starting pitching really falls apart and it's looking decent. Now were you, Robbie Ray looks pretty darn good. Stripling looked good yesterday. Who am I missing?
1: <laughs> Pregnant pause. Pregnant pies. I was going
0: to say Nate Pearson, but he's not with the team anymore. Uh, oh, we, the guy we got, Matts Steven Matts. Sure, sure. The
1: guy you're worried about.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um, major changes to minor league baseball. Remember, I told you a while ago about they're going to move the mound in the what's it called the Cape Cod League or something? I forget the league now. They're going to move the mound back. They're going to try some things like that. Right. So there's a league called the Pioneer League uh, up in uh, north uh, northwestern United States up there. Um, what are the teams? Hang on. Let's see. Oh yeah, the Billings Mustangs, the Missoula Paddleheads, the Great Falls Voyageurs. Those are all in Montana. The Boise Hawks. The Idaho Falls Chuckers. The Ogden Raptors. Oh, that's go good around. nickname right there. The Grand Junction Rockies and the Rocky Mountain vibes. So you got Colorado, you got Utah, you got Idaho, and you got Montana. Okay. Anyway, that's the league. It's called the Pioneer League. And here's the rule changes. They're going to replace extra innings with a home run derby. Okay. Not a, no, you don't start a runner at second base. Right. Home run derby. Under the rule, each team designates a hitter who receives five pitches with the game determined by the most home runs hit. If it's still tied after the first knockout round, another hitter is selected for another sudden death home run faceoff until a winner is declared. Quote, Michael Shapiro, the president of the Pioneer League, we wanted to do something that would be fun for fans mm-hmm. or, while resolving games quickly. So we thought along the lines of hockey, or soccer shootouts.
1: You know what? It would be fun for fans. Like, I think, you know, so long as, yes, you know, it keep would. it in the regular season, obviously. Uh, that would be exciting to know. Okay, Vladdy's coming up with a chance to knock out whatever. Like, it's kind of kind of exciting.
0: I, I, I would agree that it's it, it's going to be the mid-21st century way to play baseball. Yes, I do. I think that, you know, you know back in the old days, they kept playing until somebody won. There was one a game that was 29 <laughs> innings. What are you kidding me, Grandpa? These games are over in two and a half hours now. Boom, somebody hits six home runs. Somebody hits five. Boom, it's all over with. It's, you know, none of that. And think about it. Ever since hockey went to the three-on-three overtime and then the shootout, it's been exciting.
1: Yeah, but KM is on the uh, YouTube page going, he goes, black. I hope I said it right, Kev. Ke, blah. He says uh, that's like a shootout. I don't think he's a fan of the shootout and he doesn't like this idea of the home run. Okay, hang
0: on, hang on. Uh, this is Mr. Shapiro again. Uh, quote, I've been in baseball my whole life and consider myself a traditionalist, but I think adding new elements can be a great thing as long as it doesn't destroy the essential nature of the game. Right. So your nine innings, regular game, da-da-da, now, okay, it's still, it's tied. Nobody wants a tie. So is it really dealing the essential fabric of the game because it's not going extra innings? I don't know.
1: And again, the key here, I think, with all of us is that this stays regular in the season. regular season. Yeah, like, don't have a touch. Because uh, I don't like it when a World Cup, whatever, a World Cup final is determined by the shootout. No, I, you know, it always no, yeah. bothers me.
0: Uh, The other experiment, the Pioneer League will also have uh, the designated pinch hitters and pinch runners, allowing players to be pinch hit or pinch run for before returning to their position for the rest of the game. So if you're the catcher and you're on second base, you're whacked, man. You're like they bring in the pinch runner. You can leave, go to the dugout, put your
1: equipment on and then come back into the game. I don't love that one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> huh? we'll see they're going to try
1: it well if you're going to do it do it in the pioneer league and on that note uh tyler that- rogers wants you to know it was the uh it was the uh hold on let me get this right the atlantic league that moved the mound That's back
0: it. the atlantic league thank you and now the pioneer league thank you appreciate that tyler uh in golf jordan Speeth shot a nine under par 63 to take the first round lead at the byron nelson classic top canadian michael gligich from burlington ontario who i'm sure has played crosswinds before he shot seven under 65 um Calgary's Roger Sloan shot 66. David Hearn from Brantford, Ontario, 200 par 70. A lot of chatter amongst the PGA Tour with the guys from Ontario, especially going, what the hell is going on with you guys from Ontario? What do you mean you can't play golf in Ontario? Is that true? The only jurisdiction in the world that will not allow outdoor activities such as golf and tennis. Bullshit. They're all going, what's what's going on up there, man? Bullshit. (laughs) What the hell? Like not only can you not go to games and you have to stay indoors and you're locked out, you can't even play golf. So all that chatter, they're all looking at Ontario going, what a place to live. Oy, how bad does this province look?
1: Well, sadly, uh, don't
0: forget folks. Yeah. Crosswinds is yes. our sponsor. We love them. Uh, when we get back to normal, go to crosswindsgolf.com. Book your tee time. Two more weeks. I'm going to say two more tops. Well, right.
1: They, they said, tops. yeah, they said uh, June Please. 2nd, maybe. All right. All right.
0: I I mean, you know, at this point, we just want (laughs) to eradicate this disease so that we, you know, another couple of weeks and then hopefully never again.
1: Yeah, I think it's become a little political at this point uh, because it's not based on any uh, science that I've (sighs) read. But okay,
0: don't get me started. I'm playing (laughs) pickleball this afternoon (laughs) illegally in tennis. Denis Shapovalov gave it his best shot, but lost in a third round uh, third set tiebreaker to the greatest male clay court player in history. Rafa Nadal in the third round of the Italian Open. Felix auger Sim also beaten in his third round match. On the ladies' side, Bianca Andrescu has withdrawn from next week's tournament in Italy, still suffering from an unknown illness. Now, remember, she had to quarantine after coming from Spain, I think. And I can't remember the last time she played now.
1: This is so sad, Like, because it looked like she yeah. made she made it to the finals of a tournament, right? Like she was yeah, on yeah. her way back. And then the COVID interruption and this... Yeah. Unknown illness is that like lingering effects of COVID nineteen?
0: Don't know I mean, because she's, I, she's I just was reading quarantine, and she's in Italy, so it's something else. Because COVID related, I
1: don't there's know. a you know they're saying you know those who suffer from COVID nineteen uh, have a very good chance of neurological uh, issues ongoing. Like she's oh, don't even. I know. I'm just I just was reading don't about even. that. I heard hey, that Gleyber Torres
0: of the Yankees just um, uh, tested positive for uh, COVID nineteen. He's already had it, and he's been vac- fully vaccinated. He's had it in December and fully vaccinated, and got it again.
1: Yeah, you yeah, definitely. I mean, the efficacy rate—we haven't even done that one with the variant. I won't go too deep, except that it's not 100% efficacy, but it should keep right, him out of the hospital, I'm, which is the I'm guarantee. I'm thinking that
0: this guy, once he got his shot, yeah. like once he was fully vaccinated, yeah, he, he must have done something. Just <laughs> like, hey, I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> You know, kissing lampposts or something. Who who knows?
1: Right. And again, to remind the listenership, these vaccinations are meant to keep you out of the hospital. They don't guarantee you won't get COVID. Hey, no no guarantees of anything. Right. And since we're on the uh, tennis here, uh, Brian Gerstein just wants to say, Felix completely collapsing against Debonis, a stiff.
0: Yeah. I guess that's happening as we speak. What do you expect? How, 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 How consistent have these guys been this year? Not at all. Not at all.
1: And he's still young that we don't have to panic here. This is like a Vladdy Jr. situation. Nobody right?
0: panics in tennis anyway. Trust <laughs> me. I can't remember no, anybody panicking.
1: Oh my God. What's the matter? <laughs> I only pay attention to majors here. Hebsies.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've uh, articulated that
1: before. <laughs> I get okay, my info from The Raptors
0: from you. are not bowing out gracefully, Mike. They're not. They've got two games to go and then they can all go home and dream about actually playing games in Toronto next year. Wipe this from their memories. I can't imagine how tough it's been for the players, the coaches, all the staff, not being in Toronto, not having a home, even though they say, oh, yes, this is your home this year. It's just not the same. And and you got to go out and play high-level basketball, too. Come on. Uh, Stanley Johnson had 35 points in the loss to the Bulls last night as seven regulars did not play. Just seeing Kyle Lowry, apparently healthy but rested, Mm Mm-hmm is a a real sad kind of way to end things, you know? And it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And the Raptors now that they're out of it have about a 7.5% chance of getting the top uh, lottery pick in the draft. But 7.5% based on their record. If they lose their last two, might be 9.5%. Right. But if the other teams lose their games to tank, then they're going to be 12.5%. It's a whole Mm -hmm. clusterfuck. So I think they need to trade Kyle Lowry, do a signing trade with this guy, get him out. Uh, it was great. It was nice to think that he would end his career with Toronto and would raise his banner to the Raptors and have a statue and and all that stuff, but it's not going to be. It's just not.
1: Well, you can You got to sti- go
0: with Flan Vliet. You got to go with- uh, uh, OG? Malachi Flynn, Boucher, Siakam, OG. Mm-hmm. You got to go with those guys. That's your core. Lowry's not part of that core now.
1: Okay, but less than, I would just remind you of that wonderful moment, you and I on the Lakeshore, the Raptor parade going oh, yeah. by. That was less Each than two history, years ago. Less it's than two business. years ago.
0: It's business, Mike. And if you thought, when you when we watched that parade, oh, he's going to be here forever, then I'm sorry, but uh, you I didn't care. Delusional.
1: I'll be honest. You i were delusional.
0: At that time, I was the same. Yeah. No Kawhi. Lowry, Listen. You have to break up the great teams, but this team being dismantled this quickly. Okay. We knew about Kawhi mm-hmm. surge gone. Gasol gone. Lowry's going to go.
1: Wasn't a young core though. Like I feel like this is Danny green.
0: You know, he was well, gone. Yeah, I mean, okay. That whole okay. squad basically is done. Done. in.
1: But we have the memories less than two years yes, old. We
0: do. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, major us sports leagues lost $13 billion in revenue during the pandemic. Uh, But that didn't stop the world's top athletes from earning historic sums of money. Forbes magazine, which I've had a subscription to since 1979, uh, has these calculations for 2020. This includes endorsement deals, business ventures, and salaries. Number one earner in sports, Mike, number one, Connor McGregor
1: 180
0: oh, million dollars right. primarily not from UFC contests, mm-hmm. but from the sale of his whiskey brand oh. proper number twelve. 180 mil in 2020.
1: Wow. <laughs> well, I mean that's Yeah, that's why that's like, I think I read more. Oh, Dr. uh, Dr. Dre was the most uh, was the richest rapper. And it's because he sold beats to Apple for like a billion (laughs) dollars.
0: But still, so we're talking about full value. This is Forbes magazine. Okay. So number two is not even close. Like this is like a Gretzky-esque number, 180 million. Next is Lionel Messi. Of course. The uh, soccer star for Barcelona, 130 mil. Cristiano Ronaldo, Juventus, 120 mil. Dak Prescott, quarterback, Dallas Cowboys, one hundred and seven point five million.
1: Wow, that's surprising.
0: Ninety six point five. Okay, yeah, but Dak Prescott's got it's not just salary; it's endorsements too. he got a good. Salary. I know, but I
1: don't He's think better. I would have. Maybe I haven't paid attention. I don't think I would have guessed him as the most, the richest. Well, no, um... You have <laughs> <paying> attention, <laughs> right? Okay. But
0: that's what I'm here for, Mike. I know. I know. I know. I'm here to, to illuminate, <laughs> okay. to educate you.
1: Wow. I
0: don't expect you to be, you know, saying, "Oh, Dak Prescott's got to be in the top five. This is what I'm telling you. This. LeBron so James, this of course, good list.
1: made that big salary from uh, Warner Brothers because he's in uh, the upcoming yeah. film. Uh, so
0: LeBron, but yeah. LeBron's only worth 196.5 million, which is you know that's fifth overall. <laughs> Neymar oh, from yeah. Paris Saint Germain, 95 million. Roger Federer, Whoa. who didn't even play this last year. Wow, 90 million. Lewis Hamilton, the F1 uh, champion.
1: There you go.
0: Seven time champion. Yeah. Drives for Mercedes, always on the pole. Like every freaking week, he's on the pole. 82 million. Tom Brady, 76 million. And Kevin Durant, 75 million. That's a fun list. It's good. Eh? I yeah. got one more list here for you. Okay. Um, because the playoffs are beginning. Playoffs? Playoff? Can you tell me what NHL <laughs> team has been in the playoffs the most consecutive seasons?
1: Honestly, it would take so long for me to think on this one. Uh, One team.
0: There's only one team it can be.
1: uh, Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. 15 consecutive years in the National Hockey League. In the MLS, it's the Seattle Sounders, 12 straight years. I did not know that. Major League Baseball, the Dodgers. Okay. Eight years in a row, they've been in the playoffs. Wow. NBA? Who do you think in the NBA? Oh,
1: goodness gracious. I don't know. I don't know. Seven
0: consecutive seasons in the playoffs. What team?
1: Milwaukee, Norm Powell's new team,
0: <laughs> the Portland Trail Blazers.
1: All right, right.
0: How about right. that, eh? Because the Raptors aren't in.
1: Surprising that ah. it's not only uh, yeah, not not, not yeah, very. Seven, high but... It
0: is surprising, isn't it? That seven straight years. <laughs> that's how tough the NBA is, uh, and the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs of uh, six consecutive years being in the playoffs, and the longest active playoff droughts. Major League Baseball. What team has gone 19 years without being in the playoffs?
1: Oh, I know this. This is uh,
0: the Mariners. Correct, Seattle Mariners. Nineteen years in the NBA. The Sacramento Kings, fifteen straight years. Wow. not making the playoff. Fifteen straight years in the NHL. Of course, it's the.
1: Oh, like, I know. I'm. I'm sure. I'm. I am i am i do not know. Tell me. So la 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 la
0: la la. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, Sabers Sabres
0: have gone right. ten years in a row without. Making the playoffs and the uh, New York Jets in the NFL an entire decade without making the playoffs. Wow. And in MLS, it's the Vancouver Whitecaps, Chicago Fire, and the Dynamo. Oh, where are the Dynamo from? I don't even know what city that is.
1: Moscow. You should know I think. this. No,
0: no, no. But in the N- no, no, I, know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not joking. a huge MLS fan, but <laughs> Dynamo. who are the Dynamo? Anyway. Okay, final thing uh, Preakness is tomorrow. Yes and uh even though the horse was doped and they suspended bob baffer for the umpteenth time um he's got three horses entered this weekend i don't know how he's allowed to well he's allowed to because they're 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 putting strict doping measures in place that each of his horses have to be tested like five times in in the 24 hours prior to the the preakness stakes and uh, this is for Medina Spirit. Is it Medina Spirit? Yeah, that's Funky the- Funky w- cold Medina Spirit? Okay,
1: yeah, okay. let's do so it. So it's
0: Medina Spirit who, who won the Preakness, or won the Kentucky Derby, and then was disqualified two days later. Right. So anybody that had bet on Medina Spirit got paid out. So like two days later when the horse was disqualified, <laughs> these people aren't giving their money back. You right. can't go back. Right. Which means if you bet the horse to finish second, which I think of the Mandalorian, is that the one? Yeah. Right. Anyway. If you had a winning ticket on that horse, you didn't cash in. And then two days later, you found out that your horse was made first place. You got your ticket. You still can't cash it, buddy. Sorry. So we changed the we changed the <laughs> order of finish. It's like if you would have bet on Ben Johnson in the 100 meters in Seoul. Right. And as soon as he crossed the finish line, yeah, baby, you collect and you're partying. And then the next day, your buddy goes, hey, uh, you're going to give me that money back. He didn't win. Right. Sorry. crossed the finish line first. There was nothing in our bet that says if he gets disqualified for drugs that I give you your money back.
1: (laughs) So my question to you, sports fanatic, is uh, Is this the first time the winner of the Kentucky Derby had been uh, disqualified? This is the second time. Oh,
0: So the first time, and here's how the story comes along, was a horse named Dancer's Image, trained out of Woodbine by a fellow named Lou Cavalaris Jr., who, uh, an Etobicoke resident, as a matter of fact, And in the uh, Canadian Racing Hall of Fame, he ended up, uh, besides being a tremendous trainer in the, I guess in the 60s and 70s, he became the racing secretary at Woodbine for about a decade. I knew him, but my grandfather knew him really well. My grandfather used to have a store called Dell Evans Variety on Evans Avenue, Mike. Oh,
1: wow. Evans and what? Do you
0: remember? Evans and Alpha. Oh, yes. Omega and you know where that is? Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. Cause it's very close okay. to East uh, so e Mall, I believe is right. right so it's between yeah. Brown's
0: line and East Mall, right? Yes. I know it well. Okay. So anyway, he was, he had a store there for many years, a variety store. And he knew a lot of the horsemen. Uh, he knew them because he used to have a store years ago out near Greenwood racetrack. And then this place here isn't far from Woodbine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Evans Avenue. If you live in Etobicoke, yeah. you might be driving by his store on your way up, you know, the four twenty-seven, exactly. Built then, or Probably highway 27. Exactly. Anyway, so he knew, my grandfather knew, and he was a real horseman. My grandfather loved the horses, loved the horses, and uh, probably never told anybody how much money he (laughs) used to bet until he was retired from that. But he told me, you know, how he used to bet the horses and knew all the horsemen and would get tips every so often, Yeah, so-and-so's running well, stuff like that. So anyway, long story short, I'm 11 years old and he takes me to the racetrack first of all, because I loved horses. Second, I liked riding horses. I was, I went to riding school. I eventually became a riding instructor. Uh, I taught kids how to ride Western, but anyway, so he would take me to the back stalls, the, 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 the barns uh, in behind Greenwood racetrack or Woodbine. And he knew some of the trainers and, you know, they'd say come by and come see the horses run that type of a thing. And he even put me on one of his horses called Mark Anthony. This was Lou Cavallaris. Okay. Um, just to sit up on, you know, how's it, how's the weather up there? That kind of a thing. I was like 11 years old. Anyway, he tells us about this horse dancers image that he's got. It's a two year old looking pretty good. Might be worth a bet. And so my grandfather bets the horse and I'm watching. It's a stakes race and the horse wins, wins for fun. And he wins and a couple of weeks later. He goes, come on, we're going to go to the, we're going to go to the track. And I remember cause my parents would say like, sure, you go spend some time with your grandfather. We don't want you hanging around the house. We see you all the time. Off you go. Go, go, go. And my grandfather was like, I'm taking him to the track. Well, fine. My parents fine. You fine. Know, so keep an eye on them. So I love the horses too. And we go back a few weeks later for another stakes race, like uh, the Venture Stakes or the Gray Stakes, something like that. And this horse, Native Dancer, wins again and was a very successful two-year-old horse. And then the following year is entered in the Kentucky Derby as a three-year-old, a well-raced three-year-old. And so my grandfather says, well, dancer's image is out. And apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, that Cavallaris or somebody in the barn, or he knew had talked to somebody the week before and they said, yeah, you know, the horse looks good and we're going to give it a good chance. And maybe wager a few bucks on the horse in the Kentucky Derby. Sure. P.S. The horse wins. Right. And my grandfather collects big, Woo. big. And couple of days later they announced that the horse uh, tested positive for Butte which is uh, the butelazone or something it's a it, it, it's now legal and in fact a few weeks after that happened it was it was legalized and it's used all the time now for horses uh, in training but at the time you could not the horse could not have a trace of that mm. in Kentucky there was a strict that's just a, sort of a Kentucky thing right no traces of this butte. So a couple of days later they do tests and they didn't test every horse in the race. They tested the winner and one other random horse and the winner comes positive. Right. And they disqualify the horse. They give, uh, they hold the money, the purse money in escrow because now there's going to be an appeal. It's going to go to court. It was a whole story like that. Cavalaris, the trainer had no knowledge of this drug being put into the horse's feed. No knowledge at all. Right. Still a mystery. And my grandfather I remember him going, Well, they're not gonna get my money back. Right. The, horse, the winning horse's name was Forward Pass, the horse that would finish second and was advanced to first place because the other was disqualified. So now forward pass is going to the preakness, and so too is Dancer's image. Even though it was disqualified from the Kentucky Derby, it's allowed to race in the preakness. Because it's not and it Kentucky. gets disqualified in the preakness, for not this... for drugs, okay, but because the jockey. Astrid tried to squeeze the horse between two other horses right. and he bumped a couple of horses and he got disqualified. He didn't win. Right. I think he finished second or third, but he got disqualified. Wow. So now gets disqualified for drugs in the Kentucky <laughs> Derby gets disqualified for bumping other horses in the Preakness. Okay. And my grandfather's like, he's, he's like, boy, did I pick the right horse? Cause you imagine if you would have bet forward pass and the horse finished second. Right. And then you found out a couple of days later that the other horse was drugged and your horse should have won.
1: Hey, there's a common theme to today's episode of Hebsey on Sports. It's a Tobacco and drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well summed up. So that's my story. And, and, and listen, if, if um, Medina Spirit wins the Preakness tomorrow, yeah. now, you've, now you've got some kind of story. Okay? <laughs> because Baffert's allowed to train the horse, should have been suspended. Right. It's, horse racing's a dirty business. You got it. Okay, I guess that'll do it for episode 232 of Hebsey on Sports. Hope you enjoyed the show. Special thanks to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. Check out his excellent Toronto Mike podcast. Always interesting guests. And also a big thank you to Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. Oh, we know. We feel for you guys. We know you want to open up the golf course. It's so beautiful there. Oh, those views are going to such waste. But hang in there. Not much longer. The Ford government, they're going to they're going to they're going to cave. They're going to let us play golf. And when they do, everyone's going to go to crosswindsgolf.com, check out what they've got to offer, book the Tea tee time online and be out there playing on that beautiful golf course. It's, it's going to happen soon. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Hey, tell your friends about the show. We're, we're, we're getting lots more listeners, uh, you know, to this podcast. I'm very happy with the way things are growing the audience. So, you know, don't keep it a secret. You know, maybe I'll be able to wet my whistle one day. Maybe we'll have uh, more sponsors. Who knows? Anyway, back with another episode next week. Until then, so long for now. This podcast has been produced by TMDS and accelerated by Rome Phone. Rome Phone brings you the most reliable virtual phone service to run your business and protect your home number from unwanted calls. Visit roamphone.ca to get started.